Blog Talk Radio. Your friend, as always, Tazapah, 
I am going to be joined shortly here by Hasadiah. She stepped away for a moment, but uh, I want to welcome everybody to the show, man. And like I said, Baba Kwatawab, which means good morning in the ancient Paleo Hebrew, man. I want to send shouts out, man. First of all, to Yahweh Shai, I'm sorry, Yahweh and Yahweh Shai, the Most High in Christ. <clears throat> shouts out <clears throat> to the Father and the Son. And a round of applause. want to send shouts out to my brother, my partner, my friend, Mighty Mashaba, man. I don't know if y'all knew it, man, but Mashaba is now doing Hebrew class, man, uh, every Sunday at the event center in Rolling Oaks, man. You will be doing yourself a great benefit if you would stop by, man, stop by or listen in on the Zoom, this brother has a plethora of knowledge that he is ecstatic and excited to share with all Israelites far and wide, man, near and far. But uh, it is a very informative class, and it's really a grassroots foundation of you calling yourself a Hebrew, man, you know, and we would go street teaching uh, quite a bit, man, back in the day. And I remember one of the opening uh, lingos or terms or spills we would use was we are the Hebrew Israelites, Hebrew being our language, Israelite being our nationality. And we would always say that, uh, you know, if you calling yourself a Hebrew, then you should be able to speak Hebrew, which is so very true. And I know a lot of brothers uh, have their uh, positions on the Hebrew. You know, some say that it's not the authentic Hebrew. It's been lost from the many captivities that we've been in. So on and so forth. Some say, well, it's a dead language. Why learn it? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, what else are we going to (laughs) do? I'm just being frank and honest, man. What else are we going to do? Like, we don't have time to learn about our culture and our heritage as far as our language, but we got time to be bickering and fighting amongst each other on damn YouTube or in the on the street arguing about damn not damn but arguing about fringes arguing about whether or not to work or to not work on the Sabbath and all this other dumb stuff that Israelites find to argue and ununify over. So why wouldn't we do something positive like learning the Paleo-Hebrew? And I've heard the arguments that brothers have raised on 
okay, it's lost, this, 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 and that. But then I hear the same brothers that say these remarks or make these statements who don't necessarily speak the Paleo-Hebrew uh, on the regular, but I would hear them refer to the Most High as Yahweh. I would hear them refer to the Los Lunas Stone that has the ancient Hebrew on it. Anyway, I'm not here to cause any ripples, any strife, debates, any back and forthness. I'm just here to inform y'all that y'all need to get in on what Michelle is teaching. Like I said, it's grassroots basics, man. And what the brother does is he brings in the scriptures, because the Bible does say prove all things. He brings in the scriptures to edify the Hebrew language, man. So big ups to you, Brother Mashaba. Keep doing what you're doing, y'all. Like I said, this is going down every Sunday, 4 p.m. at Event Center, Rolling Oaks, if you're uh, local. If you're not, uh, Mashaba definitely does it uh, through Zoom. And he he sends that Zoom class out faithfully, man, every Sunday. Mashaba is very good at the notifications, man, on uh, classes that's going on with uh, ISBHPK, blog talk, stuff he's uh, sponsoring himself. He's very good at doing so. So y'all just keep your ears and eyes open. For the brother, man, like I said, man, great brother, very knowledgeable brother, been doing this for, hell, over 30 years now, man. Ken toes deep in this, this thing we call the truth, man. Uh, so shout out to the brother, Mashaba. Shout out also to uh, our brothers here in San Antonio, uh, swore the truth over there on Walsham. If you're local, please stop by. It's 4444 Walsham Avenue. Stop by, man. Uh, fellowship with the brothers. Uh, get some knowledge. Uh, fellowship, man. Other Israelites in your city. I don't know if you knew it or not. Also sending shouts out to uh, the brothers down at H-Town, man. Shalom to you, brothers. Uh, I, I guess it's about time, man, for me to start making my runs back to H-Town, man, uh, dropping in on the brothers, making visits like I used to, man. Um, can't do it as often as I would like to, uh, you know, especially right now with, with the, the, the ends being tied up. Money's funny. Uh, <laughs> Passover dream. It was worth the trip. I ain't complaining. But a brother's busted right now. Um all good. But shout out to you, brothers. Shout out to the brothers that are in VA, man. Uh, and I'm glad, man. Um, pleasantly pleased that all you brothers are safe and healthy. Uh, in lieu of the tornadoes, and I was scratching my head on this, tornadoes that touched down in Virginia Beach, uh, was it yesterday? Day before yesterday, they touched down in Virginia, man, and uh, Virginia Beach and Tow some stuff up, but uh, chatted with the brother uh, Bakar Gabar. Shout out to you, brother. Uh, he he notified me that everybody's healthy. Uh, none none of the Israelites there uh, in our congregation caught any of that smoke, any of that uh, those tornadoes. I hope other Israelites did not get any of that either. Uh, excuse me. Uh, shout out to. Uh, the brothers up in Rochester, New York, the brothers Zionala, the powerful brothers Zionala, up there holding it down. Shouts out to the brothers in ABQ, the brothers uh, Dawiyad, uh, the brothers Ice, the brother Aish, 
And shout out mm-hmm. to Kyle Cobb down in Guatemala, man. So those brothers, uh, basically we fellowship with all of the umbrella of ISBHPK. You know, I was thinking about this the other day too, Mashaba. Uh, <laughs> I guess I would consider, I guess I would consider myself a freelance Israelite. <laughs> And when I say that, y'all, <laughs> I'm not trying to be uh, deceitful or anything like that or a separatist, man. I'm just saying, man, I'm down with all Israel. That's all I'm saying. I'm down with all Israel, man. If you believe in your house, Shai, you keeping the commandments, we can, we can, we can fellowship, man. We cool. We down, man. I know the doctors might uh, differ from camp to camp, from state to state, man, but if you are Israelite taking this walk, man, and you're working on yourself, that's really what it's all about, man. After you learn who you are, what your purpose is, who you belong to, then there's nothing left but for you to do what nobody wants to do. Like Michael Jackson said, Starting with the man in the mirror, <laughs> I'm begging him to change his ways. <laughs> the message couldn't be clearer, man. But we be running from that, man. We be running from the obvious. Like Christ told the uh, Pharisees, He said, "You strain at a net, but you swallow a camel, man." Man, we be just going looking for stuff wrong in other people's. But we can't see the obvious that's wrong with us that we swallow on a day-to-day consistently, man. You know you got issues. You know you need to change them. But anyway, what I was saying was if you're an Israelite, that's, that's where you're at. You, you're working on those things, trying to perfect yourself, man. I'm down with you. We could, we could chat. We could fellowship, man. With that being said, man, shout out to the 12 tribes that are scattered worldwide, man. Um, I've been... Uh, doing a little social media a little bit, uh, more than usual. I've seen um, the brothers uh, at IUIC just uh, here not too long ago celebrated the Passover. And the brothers did a play. They put together a play. I was like, wow, just watching it in awe because I'm like, man, my my vision has come to fruition, man. You know, we did a play back here. How long ago was that? It was years ago. We was at Cinegate, man, the old school. We did a Hanukkah play, man. Okay. Yeah, it was dope, man. It's been a minute since we've been on Cinegate. Uh, the children had fun, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was it was cool, man. It's when we had enough space to do stuff like that, man. But seeing those brothers put that play together, I was like, man, look at this, man. You know, the brothers, they really put their spirit into it. Um, the musical side of it was good. And just uh, the thought of them, you know, putting on display our heritage, man, our history. And what better script? What better script, y'all, than the Bible? The Bible is a beautiful, magnificent book, man. There's a reason it's a bestseller. There's a reason it's in every 
hotel you'd have been to, whether it was a hotel or a motel, what you're going to find in that drawer is the Bible. <laughs> Even if it's that little whack-ass Gideon's Bible <laughs> that they be having with uh, chapters and stuff removed. Anyway, man, I was thoroughly impressed by that, man. So, shots out to you, brothers, IUIC. They always doing big things. Also, man, I had the pleasure this weekend of watching a debate uh, with the brother uh, Pashar, the brother Daniel Allah, and uh, I forget the other brother's names. They were debating against that devil, that deceiver. See, that's what I'm going to start calling him, Shabbat. Because that's more correct, and that's more getting to the point. Because he'd be so if it's, you calling him the devil. I don't care. I, I'll go there, too. But I like the deceiver better, because that's really what they are. That deceiver, vocab, Malone, wannabe, I guess uh, it's a spinoff of, uh, what's that other, the white rapper? Post Malone? <laughs> <laughs> Man, they some culture vultures. And then I did a little research on this kid and found out that he used to be a rapper. He used to be a rapper. And you know it's ironic how he always running his ass up in the black churches trying to get black people to come out of uh, the churches and to be apologetic like him and going after black and brown people in the Israelite community to try to um, convert them into his white supremacy that he called Christianity. Anyway, had the pleasure of watching that debate, man. Great debate. Want to send shouts out to the brothers, uh, the brothers uh, Hashar of uh, Ambassadors of Christ and the brother Daniel of Lions of Israel. Man, they handled themselves very well, man. It was a great debate. Um I like the way they they kept the 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 opposition on uh on target on topic even when they veered off of it and went into uh BS like they always do. And um man, good job, brothers. Good job. But I thoroughly enjoyed that debate. Uh shared that with Mashaba Mashaba check it out too, said he liked it. But if y'all get a chance, man. That's some stuff y'all need to uh, check out, man, and look at. Anyway, man, uh, how to die step back in, y'all. We're going to go ahead and start the show. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So this is the prayer we should be praying on the daily, y'all, so we can get the hell up out of this place. Lord knows. Tired. We sick we sick and sick and tired of being sick and tired. Time to go, man. You got to put up with so much wickedness in this place, man. Like the scripture says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places, man. 
Ain't that the damn truth? As soon as you open your eyes, man. Hell, we in your sleep. All right, let's get Psalm chapter 119, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good or bad, happy, sad. The most high bought you too, he's going to bring you through it, and you'll come out better on the other side because of it, y'all. And I know it'd be hard to believe why you're going through it, but this is true. The proof is in the pudding. Trust me, y'all. I've done the research, me and many other Israelites. All right, y'all. So we're going to get to, give me that first one with the dude that uh, wants his age to be <laughs> what he wants his age to be. The yeah, the article, man. This is funny, man. And tell us where you're reading from. Okay. From theguardian.com, Dutch court rejects man's request to be 20 years younger. <laughs> so this dude wants to be 20 years younger. Hey, man, join the club. <laughs> Hell, I, I won't even go that far, man. Give me, ten, give me a good 10 years. I'll take 40 again. Party was good. <laughs> this cat want to go back 20 years. Anyway, read on an article. A Dutch court has rejected the request of a self-styled positivity guru to change 20 years, to shave 20 years off his age in a case that drew worldwide attention. Last month, Emil Rattleban asked the court in Arnhem to formally change his date of birth to make him 49. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal. You want to go all the way back to forty nine? Why might why not make it an even forty? <laughs> Read on. He said his official age did not reflect his emotional state, and it was causing him to struggle to find work and love. Does this sound familiar, y'all? Read that part again. <laughs> He said his official age did not reflect. His official age does not reflect what? His emotional state. His emotional state. What about my physical appearance? What about my birth certificate? Does my anatomy, my genitalia does not physically or does not... <laughs> hypothetically or imaginarily reflect what I see myself as. It's the same concept, y'all. This is where we are. But didn't y'all see this coming? This is not a surprise. It ain't. And I remember when all of this was uh, just popping off, and then you had people that was making jokes that were saying, well, man, I see myself. You had black people saying, I see myself as a rich white man with good credit. <laughs> you know, he's making jokes about it. Because that's how idiotic it is. Dude, you are what you are. What the hell? <laughs> now, we, we're everybody's supposed to live in your fantasy world because this is the way you see yourself? But what's the first thing we tell kids? Oh, that's just make-believe. That's just imaginary. It's not real. What do you tell kids about movies? When they when they see the scary movie and then they want to get in the bed with you at night and they just terrified of the dark, it's not real. It's make-believe. But now they're living in the, in the society where the make-believe stuff 
is becoming a reality. So this dude say his age is interfering with his dating life and what else? Um, it's causing him to struggle to find work and love. <laughs> He's struggling to find work and love. Why he say that, Reed? He claimed he did not feel 69 and said his request was consistent with other forms of personal transformation. It, no doubt. <laughs> he said they, they can do it. Why can't I do it? This is America, right? Y'all see how how filthy and evil and contradictory and this place is definitely hell, man. Read on. Other forms of personal transformation, gaining acceptance around the world, such as the right to change name or gender. In a written ruling on Monday, the court said Dutch law assigned rights and obligations based on age, such as the right to vote and the duty to attend school. If Mr. Rattleband's request was allowed, those age requirements would become meaningless. In a press statement... Whoa, 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 whoa. Age requirements are meaningless, but y'all make gender meaningless. It's the same thing. So y'all going to draw the line on y'all hypocrisy? Y'all going to draw the line on y'all idiocracy? Man, this stuff reminds me of the movie Idiocracy. I don't know if y'all saw that, man. Uh, what's the big dude's name? Terry Crews is in the movie. Him, I think it's Wilma Rudolph. Not Wilma Rudolph. Um, Wilma something. I think her mama black and daddy's white. She's my real. Is that her name? She's a comedian. Yeah, she's in that movie. In that movie, uh, what's his name? The big dude Terry okay. Crews is the president. And these idiots, the earth uh, had no vegetation. The people were starving. The diet was potato chips and yeah. soda. What's her name? Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, Luke Wilson's in it too. And these fools was watering the crops with uh, Mountain Dew soda and wondering why everything was dying. <laughs> Idiocracy, man, check it out. Because we're living in it right now. Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 6. Flashback from uh, Sunday, Mashaba. <laughs> we were just reading about this on Sunday. So let's go to Genesis chapter 6 and start at verse 5. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, this is before the flood. And this is what actually made the most high bring the flood. It says that he saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, just like it is now. Read. Every imagination. Every what? Imagination. Can we look up the word imagination? I'm going to take a little time with this, y'all. Y'all, I'm sorry, too. I don't have a lot of news today. I didn't get a chance to uh, probe through uh, media publications for news. Um, so I, I just got a little bit today. But I apologize, y'all. I got a real late start today. But uh, where we at? Imagination. 
the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses <laughs> or never before wholly perceived in reality. It's not reality. But the scripture says in that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Back in the verse, y'all. Evil continues. So back in those times, man's imagination and his thoughts was just evil. So man was making evil imagination a reality, just like what's going on now. Read it again, Hasidah. Mm-hmm. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Most High was like, we cannot have this type of stuff going on. Read. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. The Most High really was going through some things because he like, man, I hate I even made you, you folks. Y'all tripping. Read. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Now, why did the Most High want to destroy man? Why was his goal to destroy man? Read verse 5 again, please. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Just like it is now. So what do you think he's going to do to this place? He's going to destroy it, y'all. I hope y'all are not trying to set up for y'all 20-year plan. Y'all are not looking forward to y'all children going to college. I hope y'all ain't doing I know I ain't, y'all. And I don't know how long we're going to be here, but I am praying earnestly not to see none of my children make it to college age. And when I say make it to college age, I'm talking about in this place, that we be gone before that even happens. Those are my prayers. Read on. And seven and five. Uh, read five again. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Mm-hmm. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, mm-hmm. for it repented me that I have made them. Mm-hmm. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace, y'all. Now, this is synonymous, whether y'all know it or not, because we read that uh, only a third of Israel is going to make it. And how many people from Noah's lineage survived the flood? Eight people, man. Not a lot of people. (laughs) Not a lot of people, man. It's going to be few people that make it out of the destruction that the Most High is going to bring to this world. Let's get Matthew chapter 24, story verse 36. Matthew 24 and 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. Like I just said, I don't know. I'm not proclaiming to know. 
I ain't finna pull no prophecy out to try to pinpoint the date. I'm not doing none of that. Because Christ himself said, don't nobody know. He said, only the Father, only the Most High know. Christ doesn't even know. Christ is going to get an order to go, then he's going to go. But he don't know when it's going to be. Read. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. He said the angels don't even know. And they are, these people are the closest to the Most High. Him, the rest of the angels, close to the Most High. So they should be privy to this information, but he's saying that even they don't know. Read. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. As the days of Noah. Now, what was going on in the days of Noah? Remember, the thoughts and imagination of man was only evil continually, just like it is now. Men, women are trying to change what they were born as. People trying to change their damn age. Uh, I just, <laughs> as I was playing me something from Lovely T about a congressman? Who yeah. was he? Um, Ryan Webb, Delaware um, politician. What did he say? Official. Speak um, up. Just explain it to the people. He's basically saying that uh, he's identifying as a, let me get it. He's coming out as a lesbian woman of color. He's a Republican, Republican Ryan Webb. It's a white dude, right? He, yeah, he looks like a straight white male, and he wants the voters of Delaware and Indiana to know that he identifies as a lesbian woman of color. <laughs> and he's, he, he's really a heterosexual. He's making a mockery of this gender mm-hmm. um, adjectives, pronouns, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, all they, the changes. They they didn't jacked up the whole English language for me, man. I mean, <laughs> like a nigga wasn't having a problem with it in the first place. My goodness, man. But this is where we at, man. The imagination and thoughts of man was evil con- continually. Just like in the days of Noah, it's like that right now. You know? Okay. Verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. They were what? Eating and drinking. Living their best lives. Read. Marrying and giving in marriage. Marriage, the biblical term for marriage, y'all, is sexual intercourse. Do your research. So it means they were going to be effing, y'all. They were going to be stroking, duking, doing nasty. And you look at every realm of whatever this day and age, and everything is geared towards sexuality. Everything, man. Sexuality. And that's why you open your front door, you go to the grocery store, and you're seeing some skank in some yoga pants or some little bitty shorts and probably making a Snapchat chat or Instagram and Walmart, twerking in Walmart. I mean... Everything is geared towards sex. Everything, man. Even so much so that now that they're, they've been instituting uh, sexual education in the classroom and went so far to have drag queens come in, read library books to your kids, everything is sexual now. They tell the kids that they're non-binary or they're this or they're that at five and six years old. Kids you got to remind kids to wash their hands at their age. But you think that they're uh, intelligent enough 
to decide what their sexuality is. Man, stop. But this is where we are. Read. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came (laughs) and took them all away. They got caught by surprise, caught unexpected. And this is why Christ said in this same chapter, man, to watch, to watch the signs. He didn't tell us when it was going to happen, but he gave, gave us very significant things to watch out for. So we might know this is the beginning of the end. So we won't be took off guard. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Right. Like the scripture says, I believe it's in Peter, that said Christ is coming like a thief in the night. Thieves don't come the day before and tell you, hey, I'm breaking in tomorrow night. I have everything open for me. They don't do that. You get caught by surprise, get caught off guard. You get caught slipping. So let's not get caught slipping, y'all. These are the times that we are in. And our Messiah, our Savior, Amashiach Yahushua, is on his way, man, on his way. All right, I want to get the next article, y'all. And where is it at? All right, so you can read this, and then you can tell them who's in there. Some of these people, man, I ain't really recognize because they say this lady, let me find this. They say this lady was Halle Berry, man. This is not a little Halle Berry to me. She had some work done. Let me. I gotta scroll all the way up, y'all, because I was looking at this earlier. Ooh, damn! I ain't noticed that many pictures. Damn. Give me a second, y'all. Okay. Ooh, that was a lot. Read this. Here are all the best looks from the Met. Gala 2023, reported on NPR.org. So I don't know if y'all knew this, but read on. In New York City, the first Monday night in May means the Met Gala, the megawatt party and fashion soiree that raises money for New York's famed Metropolitan Museum of Art. This year's event celebrates the opening of a new show at the museum's Costume Institute, Karl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. Lagerfeld, one of the most looming presences in fashion for many decades, was the creative director for both Fendi and Chanel, respectively, from 1965 and 1983 until his death in 2019. That's funny, man. It was probably the first cologne I got with Lagerfeld. <laughs> That's old school. Anyway, y'all, so this gala, that they're, I'm going to show y'all what they're actually celebrating. But it's like a costume ball, and they've got, like, all the celebrities. Honestly, I was looking at it, and it's like a, a list of the Illuminati. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's like the the white Illuminati and the black Illuminati immersed together. And I was surprised to see some of these people there, man. Um, and then some some of them is like they're regulars, you know. You already know that we can tell anyway. But let me show you all what they were actually celebrating. Uh, read this right. Where'd it go? Read this right here. Okay. May, named for the Roman goddess Maya. So the month of May is known as the Roman goddess named who? Maya. Maya. Now, when did they celebrate this gala? <laughs> the first day 
of the month of May is when they celebrated it, y'all. Read on with the mice. Who oversaw the growth of plants. This goddess Maya is a fertility god, y'all. This is the same god or goddess as Astarte, Ashtoreth, Venus, um, the Starbuck lady. This this is the same god, same deity, y'all. And I don't know if y'all knew this, but the gods and goddesses, their names change uh, depending on the nation and the language. They change, but they still remain the same. But this is a fertility god. This is the uh, the god, the goddess of the springtime, man. This is what they're celebrating, but they're masquerading this as something else. Is that it? Also from the Latin word uh, maioris, elders, who were celebrated during this month. Maya was considered a nurturer and an earth goddess, which may explain the connection with this springtime month. See, I told y'all, I'm not making this stuff up. All right, let's get uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9 in the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Let's get that first. Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. So it's telling you the thing that hath been, meaning the past, is that which is going to be, which would be the present. Read. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And the things that have already been done is going to be done again. So past, present, future. The Most High is telling us, read. And there is no new thing under the sun. He said there's nothing new under the sun. Were people worshiping uh, fertility goddesses back then? Absolutely they were. That's what they're telling us. And there's nothing new under the sun, man. What verse you in? That was end of nine. Read. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? Is there anything that somebody can say is new? And I know we'll bring this uh, scripture out and people there. Well, man, they didn't have cell phones and uh, they didn't have this and this and all of that back then. Yes, you're right. But the concept was there. The concept was there, and it was just called science back then, not technology as it's called now. It was called sorcery back then, witchcraft back then, technology as they call it now. It's the same thing. Read, is that it? It has all. It has been already of old time, which was before us. It's been of already as of old times, which before, which were before us, man. So, the worship of deities has been going on, man, since the beginning of time. Idolatry has been going on since the beginning of time. What do you think was going on in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve? That's what was going on. It had nothing to do with no damn apple or no tree, y'all. Y'all better, y'all better find those classes that we did, the plethora of classes we did, breaking Genesis, the third chapter down. That was talking about idolatry, y'all. That's what Adam and Eve fell into. No different than our other ancestors. After Adam and Eve, <laughs> those ancestors that we just talked about in Genesis, those were our people also. Then even after the flood, idolatry, no different than 
this day and age, our people are still heavy into what? Idolatry. You don't believe it, man? Check out the, the nine and a half with they damn uh, rosary beads and all the damn candles and all the saints that they worship for every day of the week. Check out uh, the Haitians with their voodoo. Check out uh, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin with their superstitions. We still doing this. Let's get Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 7 Verse 18 The children gather wood Mm -hmm. And the women need their dough To make cakes to the queen of heaven To the the what? The queen of heaven Is this saying that the most high is a drag queen? (laughs) I don't remember the most high First of all being a female it tells us in the book of Exodus, it says the Lord is a man of war. So it's clear that the Most High is a male. So who's the damn queen of heaven that these people are making cakes and sending sacrifices? And what else are they sending up? And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods. Drink offerings. And at this gala, you know there's a whole bunch of drinking and debauchery going on. But this is of old. This is what our people have been doing and the world has been doing. This queen of heaven is, like I said, once again, y'all, Astarte, Asherat, uh, Ilnana, um, Easter or, or Astarte, same deity, fertility goddess, man. And remember, we just came out of uh, the botchery known as Easter. It's the celebrating the same deity, man. Bunnies do not lay eggs. We we all took biology. We should know this by now. But the significance of the bunny with the eggs or the rabbit with the eggs, you ever heard the saying, oh, they're going to be effing like rabbits? Because that's what rabbits are known for doing, having a lot of sex. And then the eggs represent fertility. That's why they put the two together, y'all. But that's demonic. That's paganism. That's idolatry. But that's who this queen of heaven is. Now let's get Deuteronomy chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 15. Watch this right here, man. This, oof, this blew my mind right here. I guess I read over this one. Deuteronomy four fifteen. Oh, let me catch up with you. Yeah, I got to go with you on this one. All right, go ahead. Take ye, therefore, good heed unto yourselves. So the Most High has given us a warning. You better take heed. You better recognize. Read. For ye saw no manner of similitude on the, on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. When the Most High gave us the commandments in Exodus chapter 20. He said, you didn't see any manner of similar to me. You didn't see nobody up there that looked like me. <laughs> you didn't see no power up there that was presenting the power that I was presenting. Read. Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure 
the likeness of male or female. Now, this is what he's warning us about, making graven images, the similitude of any figure that likeness of male or female, you're making gods and goddesses. Read. The likeness of any beast that is on the earth. Whether it be uh, the damn bull, the calf, the... uh, the fishes, you know, the big fish, the mom fish that people be having on the back of their car. The, the, all of that is paganism, y'all. Read. The likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air. Don't be worshiping birds and making idols for birds. Read. The likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground. Any insects or spiders or whatever. Read. The likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Oh, I jumped the gun on the fish, people, right? Mm-hmm. Read on. Unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars. The sun, the moon, and the stars. Who does that? <laughs> the Muslims, y'all. That's what they, that's, it's on their flag. The moon, the half moon, and the stars. That's paganism. So Islam, Muhammadism, is pagan. I don't know if y'all knew this. The people running around talking about, oh, Ra, Ra. You know Ra's the sun god for the Kemic community? That's a god that's not even your god. We're going to find out who the most high made these um, deities for. Read. Even all the hosts of heaven. He said what? Even all the hosts of heaven. The word host means armies. Now, we know the armies of heavens are the angels. So, because we know that the angels, they made all of this stuff. So, when people are worshiping these other deities, they're actually worshiping the angels, (laughs) y'all. I don't know if y'all knew that. I guess I got to put together a class on that. They're actually worshiping the angels. Read. Should it be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven? The Most High gave these deities, the angels, for who to worship? All nations under the whole heaven. The Most High made these deities for the nations to worship. The nation. Read on. But the Lord hath taken you. Taken who? You. The Israelites. Read. And brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance. So we inherited who? The Most High. He became our what? Our God. Our power. The Supreme. But those other deities, those deities, those angels, they were created for the nations to worship, not us. Read. As ye are this day. Now give me Isaiah chapter 40. Start at verse 11. Isaiah 40, 11. Mm-hmm. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. The most high read. He shall gather the lambs with his arms. 
and carry them in his bosom mm-hmm. and shall gently lead those that are with young. Mm-hmm. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Right. Who's done this? Who's measured the waters in the most high's hands? Read. And meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. It's like some of the questions he was asking Job. <laughs> Have you measured the weight of fire? I think that was one of the questions he asked Job. But here it is, the most high is asking these questions, man. Impossible questions he knows nobody can do but him. Read. And comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Read. Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor hath taught him? Who taught the most high? <laughs> Who, who's the most high's counselor? Is the most high up there sitting on somebody's couch? Read. With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and shewed to him the way of understanding? Was this Zeus? <laughs> Zeus was up there doing this? Read. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. Now remember, who did the Most High give these deities to? He gave them to the nations. This is why he came back and said, Behold, the nations, the other nations, also known as Gentiles, <laughs> heathen, he said, What? Are as a drop of a bucket. Insignificant. He don't care about them. This is why he gave them over to those deities. Read. And are counted as the small dust of the balance. Insignificant. Read. Behold, he taketh up the isle as a very little thing. He taketh up the isle, some of the islands. The nations that are on the islands, they don't they don't mean nothing to the most high. Read. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. He's letting you know if the nations burnt uh did burnt sacrifices and send them up to him. He wouldn't accept them because he's not dealing with them. He never has. Read. All nations before him are as nothing. He counts the nations as what? As nothing. But they're people too. Nothing. We all come from Adam. Nothing. He said the nations, the other nations are nothing to him. They're not his concern or his priority, y'all. I know it's a tough pill for people to swallow. This is why people try to hold on to the Bible and include themselves in something that's exclusive. I don't blame y'all. I probably would do the same thing. (laughs) But facts are facts. This is not a book that was written about you or for you. He's not your God. You're wasting your time. Well, I ain't going to say y'all wasting your time. Y'all getting a head start because y'all have to bow down. When we're back in powership or power and rulership and authority anyway, y'all have to bow down there. So y'all getting a head start. This is practice for y'all. So y'all need to fall in line now. But he says that the nations are, read it again. All nations before him are as nothing. Mm-hmm. And they are counted to him less than nothing Not- and vanity. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Read. <laughs> to whom then will ye liken God? 
or what likeness will ye compare unto him? So what are you going to make God into? He's not a statue. He's not one of your little uh, trick deities that you uh, drink into and leaving plates out for him and all this other nonsense. He's not that. He's more than that. And I'm glad uh, I pulled this article out because this basically segues into the class about our idolatry, y'all. Because even though the nations were heavy into it, we did it heavier. As we're going to get to in the class, y'all, entitled Never Wax Pale Idolatry Part Y'all, so we're gonna take a brief, very brief intermission, regroup, and come back with the class, y'all. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. We do about an hour of news, current events, and then we jump into the uh, topic of the class, uh, which is coming up on the other side of this break, y'all. So y'all hold tight. Be right back. Shower, man, I love I love that song, bro. I'm glad you picked it. It has just so much more meaning now, man, because I know it's the blog talk song, man. <laughs> so it puts just more spirit into the song. I always like the song, but, man, I just love the song now, man. So big ups to you, brothers, for picking that song. Anyway, y'all, let's continue with the class I've been doing, man. This series uh, has been spending for weeks, uh, Never Wax Pale. And I did several uh, parts of this class. I, I didn't got lost in the sauce. I don't even know where I'm at, man. Uh, the Most High just uh, been opening my eyes to uh, this topic, man, and it's just been coming out. 
So we're in uh, Never Wax Pale Idolatry Part 6. And what I'm going over, y'all, is I already did the Northern Kingdom um, captivity, them being taken into Assyria, being kicked out of the Northern Kingdom uh, by the Assyrians. I already did that part about how uh, a lot of them came over to the Americas, and I used the Apocrypha, um, 2nd Ezra chapter 13, as well as other biblical references to show that, and uh, secular sources, secular sources showing historical proof showing that the nine and a half, or what you call the Native Americans uh, speaking, uh, the Native American tribes or Spanish speaking tribes, or the children of Israel. I already already did that. Um, now I'm digging into the Southern Kingdom, and I kind of rushed through the Northern Kingdom. I'm, I didn't feel real good about that one. I should have did a little bit more on that. I might dive back into it. But now I'm dealing with the Southern Kingdom. And if you're unfamiliar with the history of Israel, so the kingdom had a split, man, uh, during the reign of Solomon. And the kingdom split around 930 uh, B.C., y'all. Um, and then you had what's known as the Northern Kingdom, which was uh, the – Native American or Spanish-speaking tribes. And then you had the Southern Kingdom, which would be the tribe of Judah, Benjamin, and some of the Levites. So I'm dealing with the Southern Kingdom's captivities, and we already got the Babylonian captivity, which happened around 586 B.C., and the Persian Median captivity, which happened around uh, 532, no, 538. Uh, BC. Then we're dealing with the uh, dealt with the Greek. Matter of fact, we're in the Greek right now. The Greek captivity, which happened around 333 BC, and we will eventually uh, get into the Roman captivity. So where we are, where we were left off last week was um, going back and forth, showing the idolatry that our people was doing during the time of the Greeks which led us all the way into the New Testament at the time of the Romans. We were still big into idolatry um, and that showing how the Greco-Roman Empire is one and the same. The Greeks and the Romans are one and the same, how the Romans basically adopted Greek culture, Greek deity, so on and so forth, and how we as a people were Hellenized. That was a uh, Forced conversion under Antiochus Epiphanes, as well as a, a volunteer, voluntary um, assimilation or conversion of our people to paganism uh, during the time of the Maccabees, and we're going to get more into that as we go along. So let's get Acts chapter 21, and we're going to start at verse 36. This is where we left off last week, y'all. We're going to pick up here just to do a small recap and then lead into the class. Go ahead. Acts 21:36. For the multitude of the people followed after, crying, away with him. Paul was to be led into the castle. He said unto the chief captain, may I speak unto thee. So this is Paul who wrote uh, most of the New Testament uh, being led uh, captive as a hostage, read. Who said, Canst thou speak Greek? So this uh, 
captain turned to Paul and asked the man, can you speak Greek? He was shocked. We're going to find why he he was shocked that Paul could speak Greek. Greek? Art not thou that Egyptian? He confused Paul being an Egyptian. Now, what color are the Egyptians, y'all? The ancient Egyptians. Black. People color. So, for him to mistake Paul for being the Egyptian, that means that Paul had to be what? A man of color also. A black man. Read. Which before these days made us an uproar and led us out into the wilderness 4,000 men that were murderers? Now, I had to do that so we can get this vision of a white person out of our mind. I know some of us probably still will have this. But actually, this is one of our color scriptures. That's not the point. What I want to get to is this. Read. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew, Tarsus. Paul makes it very clear here, no, I'm not an African, I'm a Jew. Then he gives the city that he came from. He says, read that again. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, Mm -hmm. a city in Cilicia. Now, wait a minute. Paul said that he was a, a, a Jew. But he said of Tarsus, a city of Sicilia, a citizen of no mean city, and beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. So how can Paul be a Jew, but then he's claiming this city? Let's get Romans chapter 11 and verse 1. So Paul is not running... <clears throat> Matter of fact, let's read this first. Read. Romans 11, 1. Mm-hmm. I say then, hath God cast away his people? So Paul asking the question, did God cast away his people? He's going to tell you who his God's people is. Read. God forbid. Which means, no, he did not cast them away. Read. For I also am an Israelite. So who is God's people? An Israelite. The Israelites are God's people. So Paul said, no, he didn't cast the Israelites away. Contrary to popular belief. Read. Of the seed of Abraham. And he's going so far as to break down the lineage. He's of the seed of Abraham. Read. Of the tribe of Benjamin. He's of the tribe of what? Benjamin. So Paul gives, basically he's given his his uh, his, his uh, registry. <laughs> he said, I'm an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, and I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. Now, remember, let's go back to Acts chapter 21 and verse 39 again. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew. Right, like he said in Romans, read. Of Tarsus. But Tarsus, read. A city in Cilicia, Mm -hmm. a citizen of no mean city. And I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. But Paul was a citizen of a city that was a Roman providence. But you see how he's making that distinction? So you won't get him confused with being a Roman? He's like, no, I'm not a Roman. I'm a Jew. I'm an Israelite. Reading on. And when he had given him license, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with the hand unto the people. Mm-hmm. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue. So Paul spoke Hebrew. He's speaking to Hebrews. Why else would he speak in a different language? 
So these were Hebrews, these were Israelites that were that were in this place Paul was in, in a Roman providence, speaking the Hebrew tongue. Now let's get Acts chapter 22 and start at verse 1. Saying, men, brethren, and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make now unto you. Mm-hmm. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them. They heard that he spake. So it's clear who he's speaking to. He's speaking to Hebrew Israelites that understood the Hebrew language. So when they heard him speak their own language, read. They kept the more silent. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, let's, let's listen to what he got to say. He's speaking Hebrew. Read. And he saith, I am verily a man which am a Jew. Born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia. Now, just because he was born in that city, did that make him that city's nationality? No, he's giving you his nationality. His nationality is Jew. His nationality is Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. Just because he was born in that city did not make him uh, what the rest of that city was or who uh, dominated that city. He was still an Israelite. Read. Yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. So uh, Gamaliel was a, a, a teacher. And he said he was brought up at his, at his feet. Read. And taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God as ye all are this day. Because Paul was a Pharisee. And he was brought up knowing the laws. What laws? The laws that the Most High gave to the Israelites. Now let's get Acts chapter 16. We're going to start at verse 16. Oh, yeah. Acts 16, 16. And it came to pass. As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, <laughs> Read. These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. Now, the, the author saying us, and from my studies, man, it said that Luke, uh, wrote Acts so And Luke traveled with Paul And wrote a lot of Paul's letters So that's the us he's talking about But it was this lady That she was possessed with spirits And she was following them Read The same followed Paul and us And cried saying These men are the servants of the most high God Which shew unto us the way of salvation mm-hmm. And this did she many days. So she was many days just following them. And the spirit just kept, was grieving Paul, was getting on Paul's nerves. Read. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit. To the spirit, not the lady. Read. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And that spirit came up out of her. Read. And when... Her master saw that hope, excuse me, and when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone. <laughs> the hope of their gains was gone, read. They caught Paul and Silas 
and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Because remember, this woman was a soothsayer, and she was making money. That was that she was the equivalent of a, of a fortune teller, y'all, or a psychic. And you know, even this day and age, people be going and paying good money to get all mystified and get spirits thrown on them. Palm readers telling them what's going to happen, what etc. Getting robbed out of their money. So it's very lucrative now, and it was very lucrative then. So this is what this dude is like, man, Paul's messing, my, messing our money up. We got to do something about this nigga. So this is what it's talking about right here. Read that part again. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Read on. And brought them to the magistrates, saying, these men, being Jews. These men, they're what? Being Jews. They're Jews, read. Do exceedingly trouble our city. But these were, these were Israelites confronting other Israelites. These were Israelites that were wrapped heavily into idolatry and confronting Paul and his the traveling companions because Paul, like I said, in every city, I said this last week, even proved it, every city he went to, he had to deal with Israel being idolaters and was trying to get them to stop being idolaters and pagans. So this was other Israelites coming against Paul for teaching this and messing their money up. Read. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Now, remember, these are Israelites. But they're referring to themselves as what? Romans. They call themselves Romans. Why would they call themselves Romans? Because they grew up as Romans. No different than the Israelites who call themselves Greeks. They grew up as Greeks. Not Greeks in nationality, but Greeks in idolatry and paganism and ideology. They were Hellenists, y'all. They were Hellenized. Read on. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison. So they beat Paul and his companions down and threw them in jail, read. Charging the jailer to keep them safely, mm-hmm. who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. Mm-hmm. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, Mm -hmm. and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, Mm -hmm. so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loose. Mm -hmm. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself. Supposing that the prisoners... Because he knew he was in big trouble, so he was willing to take his life uh, rather than to receive the punishment mm-hmm. for his negligence. Read on. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. So Paul had to assure him, hey, man, it's cool. Don't kill yourself. We still here. You ain't lost no prisoners. Read. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas Mm -hmm. and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
Mm -hmm. So he said, what must I do to be saved? Read. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Read. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Mm -hmm. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straight way. Mm -hmm. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Mm -hmm. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the, the sergeant, saying, Let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this, saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. The decree was for Paul and them to be let loose and to go. But listen to what Paul said, read. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans. Being what? Romans. But didn't Paul say he was an Israelite? Mm -hmm. How the hell could Paul be a Roman and an Israelite? I hope y'all seeing this, man. A lot of people read the New Testament and they just do not have a clue. And the proof be right there. The clues be all in front of your face. Yes, Paul was a Roman citizen, but he was an Israelite by birth, y'all. I hope y'all seeing this. As well as those Israelites that was accusing Paul of messing up their money that were into that was into idolatry. I hope y'all understand it. Read on prison and now do they thrust us out privily nay barely but let them come themselves and fetch us out read and the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates and they feared when they heard that they were roman they, once again they were roman citizens but israelites by birth by nationality it's no different than now, y'all. We run around calling ourselves African Americans. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? That our nationality is from Africa and then we live here, we are American citizens? Just like you have somebody that might have uh, been from China and migrated over here, they call themselves Chinese Americans. Meaning what? That they're not. American, they're Chinese American, meaning what? Their origin is of Chinese, their nationality is of Chinese, but they're a citizen of America. I hope everybody is getting this, man. When people we read the Bible and we just go stupid. Give me the Zonovan now, page 133. And I've got this uh, several times before, but I'm going to get it again. Just so everybody is with me, everybody understands. You got that? Mm-hmm. Yep. From the Zondervan Compact Bible Dictionary, mm -hmm. page 133, mm -hmm. diaspora, that which is sown, mm -hmm. the name applied to the Jews living outside of Palestine. The name applied to who? The Jews. Living outside of Palestine. The Jews, synonymous with the Israelites. After the Babylonian captivity, y'all, they start referring to all of us as Jews, whether you were from the tribe of Judah or not. 
whether you're from the southern kingdom or not, they just start referring to all of us as Jews. So this is what it's talking about. Read. And maintaining their religious faith among the Gentiles. So we remained, uh, some of us remained, uh, kept our religious faith among the Gentiles. Others of us fell into paganism and idolatry. Read. God had warned the Jews through Moses that dispersion among other nations would be their lot if they departed from the Mosaic law. This is all through the Bible about Israel being scattered or dispersed. This is nothing new. Our people knew this. In fact, the whole world knew this. It was no secret. Only now it's a secret. Only now people can't figure out, are y'all the real Israelites? Only now people want us to prove who we are but they don't ask them imposters that's over in Israel or abroad to prove who they are. And I'm talking about the people running around calling themselves Jews. And now they got damn uh, commercials on TV talking about how they're being persecuted and uh, something about Jewish hate or uh, <laughs> uh, anti-Semitism. I don't know if y'all seen that commercial. They are really launching this campaign. They're really going hard with this. Ever since the Kyrie incident and the uh, Ye incident. Reno? These prophecies were largely fulfilled in the two captivities by Assyria and Babylonia. Mm -hmm. But there were other captivities which helped scatter the Israelites. There were other captivities. This is why I'm going over the captivities, y'all, so we can understand that Israel had been scattered as a nation and as a people through all these captivities. So we're all these different nations still to this day. Read. By the time of Christ, the diaspora must have been several times the population of Palestine. Mm -hmm. Paul invariably contacted the people in every city he visited. Now, what is, read that part again. Paul invariably contacted the people in every city he visited. So when you read about him being in Rome, his letters to the Romans, who was he contacting? The diaspora, our people. The Israelites. People don't get this. When he wrote the letters to the Corinthians, those Israelites that were in Corinth, that's who he was writing to, not the whole world, not the other nations. Come on, I read earlier in the news that God said the nations are nothing to him. So how did they all, all of a sudden become something? <laughs> that makes no sense. That would contradict, contradict the Bible. When Paul was writing to um, the, the, the Hebrews or the Israelites that was in Thessalonica, that's who he was writing to, y'all. When he was writing to the Ephesians, those are Israelites. For, for as much as y'all try to say it's the whole world is not, Y'all really don't understand the Bible's a history book, not a book of religion. Religion is inclusive, but the Bible is very exclusive. Let's get Acts chapter 16. Then we're going to start at verse 16. Did we read that already? Yeah, we went to... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Acts 15. 15 okay. Yeah, and start at verse 1. Acts 15 and 1. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. Now, who were they teaching this? 
Read it again. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren. Taught the who? The brethren. Look at the terminology being used, y'all. These men, these Jews, because they're from Judea, taught the brethren and said what? And said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses. After the manner of who? Moses. Who was an Israelite also, who gave the law of circumcision to who? To the Israelites. I'm telling you, man, people read the New Testament like it's a new book. But it's, it's only constantly reiterating the Old Testament. Read on. Ye cannot be saved. Mm-hmm. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So what's going on here, y'all, is these men encountered other Israelites that were not circumcised, and they weren't circumcised. And remember, I've been bringing this out the whole class. During the time of the Greeks, man, you had a lot of Israelites that uncircumcised themselves and were not circumcising their children. So this went on from generation to generation all the way up to the time of the Romans. And these brothers here were the offspring of those people that didn't circumcise their children, those Israelites that didn't circumcise their children. And they're disputing Paul and Boaz. So we don't know what to do with this situation. So they like, man, let's go to the elders at Jerusalem. That was like the headquarters back then. Let's ask them. Read on. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenice and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Now, people might read this and say, see, it's the conversion of the Gentiles. Remember, these were Israelites that grew up as Gentiles. They grew up in Roman providences, in Greek providences. They were raised the Greek way. They were Hellenized. They ain't talking about the other nations because the other nations didn't know nothing about circumcision. They didn't. The Greeks and the Romans didn't know nothing about circumcision. Real. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. Mm -hmm. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying. So you have these Pharisees, when it says, which believed, they believed in Christ. Because a lot of the Pharisees didn't. Read. That it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So he's commanding these Israelites to keep the law of Moses. Because remember, the law was only given to the Israelites in the first place. Not the, uh, not the whole world, not the nations. Read. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Mm-hmm. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, mm-hmm. Men and brethren, mm-hmm. ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So he said the Gentiles by my mouth, he's talking about long ago, and he's talking about Acts chapter 10 when he encountered the brother Cornelius, who was in fact an Israelite, contrary to doctrine. Read. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, Mm -hmm. and put no difference between us and them, 
purifying their hearts by faith. No difference because they were all Israelites. That's why he put no difference between them. The same people, same nation, read. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? So you talking about the law of circumcision. At a later age. Huh? Is it because it's at a later age? No, it's just we weren't keeping it because not only did we fall out from keeping the laws and statutes and commandments of the Most High during the Greek captivity, we did it before this. Because remember, and y'all can go back and read Nehemiah. Um, no, it's Ezra. Is it, is it Ezra or Nehemiah? No, I think it's Nehemiah, the 11th chapter. In that chapter, he talks about how Israelites were marrying other nations, and the children that they were raising didn't even speak Hebrew. So you want to talk about Israel being in a Gentile state of mind, that's not nothing new that only pertains to the New Testament. This goes way back to many other captivities. Whatever nation that was in power uh, took us into captivity, we learned their ways. We became them. The assimilation and idolatry of our people is nothing new. We've been doing that. So here this brother is like, now, therefore, why tempt you God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? Meaning, y'all trying to be sticklers of the law when our fathers weren't even sticklers of the law, man. So why are you trying to put this pressure on the disciples to teach these brothers that? Read. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. And grace is a, a time to get yourself together so you might be acceptable to the Most High. It's going gonna, it's gonna to prove itself. We don't. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, mm -hmm. declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Mm-hmm. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles. Now, this is talking about uh, Peter, y'all. That's his surname. So he had declared how the Gentiles did first visit the Gentiles. Read. To take out of them a people for his name. I'm sorry, how God visited the Gentiles. And take out of them a people for his name. This is nothing to read. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. And he's even quoting the Old Testament. Let's get Isaiah chapter 11, please. Because remember, he says he's going to take out, had declared that God at first did visit the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. So God declared that he was going to take out the Israelites that are among the Gentiles a people for his name. You got Isaiah chapter 11, story verse 10. As my hand hath found the kingdoms of the idols, and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria. So, ooh, wait a minute. Let me catch up with you. Read that again. 
as my hand hath found the kingdoms of the idols. Oh, where you at? Where you at? Isaiah 11. 11. Isaiah 11. And 10. Where, 11, are you at, 10. where are you at right now, though? That was 10 and 10. That was 10 and 10? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say 10 and 20. Hold on. Okay. Read that. Read 10 and 10. As my hand hath found the kingdoms of the idols, and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem, Samaria. So it, he said that, wow, as my hands have found the kingdom of kingdoms of idols, and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and Samaria. So he's talking about northern kingdom, I'm sorry, southern kingdom and northern kingdom. These, Jerusalem was the capital of the southern kingdom, Samaria was the capital of the northern, northern kingdom. So he's talking about the Israelites and their idolatry, read. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her idols? The Most High was letting us know that this is what he was going to do to us in our idolatrous behavior, man. And he was going to scatter us and to lead us into captivity. I'm sorry, y'all, that was not part of the class, but it kind of fit right there. So let's get Isaiah, where we really want to go. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse uh, 10. And this is stemming from what we just read in Acts chapter uh, 15 and verse 15. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign to the, of the people. Mm-hmm. To it shall the Gentiles seek. And to it shall the what? The Gentiles seek. So the Gentiles seek, read. And his rest shall be glorious. Now we're going to find out who these Gentiles are that is going to seek the Most High. Verse 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people. The remnant of his people. Who's God's people? The Israelites. So the people that are left over, that believe, read. Which shall be left. From Assyria. So you got Israelites where? Left from Assyria. In Assyria, read. And from Egypt. Israelites in Egypt, read. And from Tathros. That's northern Egypt, read. And from Cush. Ethiopia, read. And from Elam. India, the East Indies, read. And from Shinar. Shinar is Iraq, read. And from Hamas. And from where? Hamas. uh, Modern-day Syria, read. And from the islands of the sea. These are the Gentiles. It's talking about in verse 10. Read on. And he shall set up an ensign for the nation. Now, why, why is he setting up an ensign or a sign for the nations? Because all of Israel is scattered throughout all the nations. That's why it's going to be an ensign or a way back for those Israelites to come back to the Most High. That's why he set it up. For the nation, because Israel was scattered throughout all nations. He told you it in verse 11. Read. And shall assemble the outcasts of Israel. You see, I'm not making this up. Read. And gather together 
the dispersed of Judah. So he said, assemble the outcasts of Israel, talking about the northern kingdom. Mm-hmm. He says, and gather together the dispersed of who? Judah. The southern kingdom. From where? From the four corners of the earth. From all over the earth, because that's where we got scattered, y'all. I hope y'all seeing this, man. The the Old Testament, New Testament, one and the same. Let's go back to the New Testament, Acts chapter 15. And I think we were in verse 15, correct? Yeah, we were in 15. Read 15 again. Okay. Acts 15, 15. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof. And I will set it up, that the residue of now, men... hold on. He said he's going to set it up. Now, he quoted Isaiah, but he also quoted Amos. So let's get Amos chapter 9, verse 11. Amos, chapter 11. Verse 11. Amos chapter 9, verse 11. You said 11, sorry. Amos 9, 11. In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David. Now, we just read this in Acts, chapter 15. This is what he's quoting. Read. That is fallen and close. Close up the breaches thereof. So he says, and then I will raise up the tabernacle. The word tabernacle means house, so the house of David. Talking about the southern kingdom, because that's the lineage that David came out of, Judah. I'm going to raise them up that is in the falling, uh, that is falling, and close up the breaches thereof, meaning that no, none of us are going to slip out. All of us are going to be one. Read. And I will raise up his ruins. And I will build it as in the days of old. As in the days of old. Read. That they may possess the remnant of Edom. We're going to do what? Possess the remnant of Edom. That we will possess the remnant of Edom. Now, this is not the point, but I just wanted to get this. <laughs> Esau is going to be our possessions, read. And of all the heathen. And we're going to possess who? All the heathen. Do this real quick. Hold this and get in the Zonavan. Find a definition of heathen. I'm sorry, I should have had the page marked. I want us to understand this, y'all. And I don't want y'all to take my word for it. I'm going to prove it. So we're getting the definition of heathen. Mm-hmm. You got it? Yeah. Read it. From the Zondervan Compact Bible Dictionary, page 220, mm-hmm. heathen, people, nation, Usually used for a non-Israelitish people. So the word heathen means what? Usually used. No, no, no. Read it from the top. Heathen, people, nation. So heathen, people, nation, all the same thing, synonymous. Now, in the same Bible dictionary, look up the word Gentile. 
This, it got, oh, it's got that. Read on. Usually used for a non-Israelitish people and thus has the meaning of Gentile. So the word nation, heathen, Gentile, all the same thing, people. One, It's all the same thing, y'all. So it's synonymous. When you see heathen, Gentile, nation, same thing. But we're going to find out here that the word, matter of fact, I guess we got to get that too. This is uh, the definition for heathen, right? Yes. All right, so now I'll get Gentile. Matter of fact, let's hold on to that one. Let's hold on to that one. Keep reading in uh, Amos. That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the heathen which are called by my name, no. saith the Lord that doeth this. Okay, keep reading. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed. And the mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. So he said, I'm going to bring my people back. I'm going to bring the Israelites back. Now, here he says Israel. He's talking about Israel as a whole. Northern kingdom, southern kingdom. Read. And they shall build the waste cities mm-hmm. and inhabit them. Mm-hmm. And they shall plant vineyards mm-hmm. and drink the wine thereof. Mm-hmm. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. Mm-hmm. And I will plant them upon their land. And they shall no more be pulled up out of their land. He said he ain't going to send us into captivity no more. That's what he's saying, y'all. He's not going to scatter us no more. Now, this is a future prophecy. This ain't happened yet. Because he keeps saying, I will. Behold, the days come. Meaning what? This is a prophecy. It has not happened. In that day, well, I, these, this has not occurred yet. Read. No more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, mm-hmm. says the Lord thy God. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back to Acts chapter 15 and read verse 16 again, because this is where he's quoting from, y'all. Acts fifteen sixteen. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, mm-hmm. and I will set it up. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord. Now, what residue of men? The residue he's talking about is the same residue he said in Amos. The residue of the Israelites. Those Israelites that believe in him and have been keeping the commandments. That's the residue. So don't get thrown off by the terminology, man. That's what gets people, the terminology of the New Testament. But y'all got to look deeper beyond the terminology that's being used. Read. Upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Read that again, verse 17. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles. All the who? Gentiles. Read. Upon whom my name is called. <laughs> upon all the Gentiles, upon whom my name is called, letting you know that there are Israelites that are amongst the Gentiles that's going to be called Israelites. <laughs> Come on, man. The Israelites are the only people that ever called the Lord's name. Read. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. 
Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble them not. Excuse me, trouble not them. I'm sorry. Known unto God uh, or all his works from the beginning of the world. So let's get what was was God's works from the beginning of the world. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8, real quickly because we're running out of time. Let's look at God, some of God's works from the beginning of time, y'all. Deuteronomy 32, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. People really don't know the Bible, man. They don't get this. They read completely over. Read. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. When the Most High divided the, to the nations, Gentiles or heathen, when he gave them their inheritance, and the nation's inheritance is their land. Because when you get your land, you can set up your own sovereignty, your own uh, language, your own um, uh, customs and heritage and all that when you get your land. So that's the nation's inheritance. When he gave the the nations their land, read. When he separated the sons of Adam. Because we all come from Adam. Remember, after the flood, Shem, Ham, and Japheth repopulated the earth. So everybody comes from one of Noah's three sons. But. He separated the sons of Adam. Remember the Tower of Babel when everybody wanted to stay together? He said, nah, uh, y'all got to move out of here. Separate. He wanted nations to be separated, not joined together. Read. He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So he set the bounds, meaning the boundaries. He, but he gave Israel a bigger portion, or not a bigger portion, but he gave them the best portion of their inheritance or the best portion of land, which is the land of Israel, which used to be the land of Canaan, No, also known as the Fertile Crescent, y'all. Read. For the Lord's portion is his people. What is God's portion? His people. Who does God care about? His people. Who did Christ die for? His people. Read. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. We're the most high's inheritance, y'all. So going back to Acts chapter 15 and verse 18 again. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. So everybody knows this, or they should know this, from the beginning. These are God's works. He divided people, and he chose a peculiar, a special people, the Israelites, to be his people, not the whole world. Read on. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble them not. Now, this was the judgment that the elders at Jerusalem made concerning those Israelites that were uncircumcised who the brothers were pressing to be circumcised. He said, this is the judgment. Man, don't trouble them with that. Read. Which from among the Gentiles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Read that again from the top. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them among the Gentiles are turned to God. Who was from amongst the Gentiles? He's talking about the Israelites. Come on, man. People read completely over this stuff. Those Israelites that are from among the Gentiles. So they were among the Gentiles, but they weren't nationalized or national. What's the word I'm looking for? They weren't... Um, Heretically, they weren't like genetically right. Gentiles. I hope everybody's seeing this. By displacement, they were Gentiles. 
but not by nationality. No different than us. Hold this, and let's get Matthew chapter 1. Sorry, verse 1. Matthew 1 and 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. What does the word generation mean? Lineage. It's talking about the lineage of Christ, y'all. So this is the lineage of Christ. It says the son of David, the son of Abraham. Read on verse 2. Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Now, people read, like I said, completely over things. So we're dealing with the lineage of Christ, but it says Abraham begat Isaac. Now, listen, Abraham had many sons. His first son was Ishmael. Then he had another slew of sons with Keturah after um, uh, Sarah died. But it don't mention them. Who's mentioned here? Isaac. It's very distinctive, y'all. And then it says, in Isaac, we got Jacob. Oh, but Isaac had twin sons. Do you know that? He had two sons, twins, Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. But it's, where's Esau right here? Mm-mm. Not mentioned. Once again, dealing with the lineage of Christ. There's a reason this is in the Bible. I know no one likes to read all of this information because, oh, this is boring. This is repetitive. But it actually has meaning. That's why it's in here. The names are hard. They just don't get the names are hard. I can't pronounce them. There's a reason these names are in here. This is the lineage of Christ. Let you know what his nationality. Read. And Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Mm-hmm. And Judas begat Pharaohs. Now and, jump down to verse five. And Salmon begat Booz of Rechab, and Booz begat Obed of Ruth. And Obed begat Jesse. Now, y'all going to say, Tyler's probably hypocritical. you criticizing us for not reading it, but you ain't reading it. Y'all, I'm skipping through this for time constraints, all right, because there's a point I want to get to. Read. And Jesse begat David the king, David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. This is all history, y'all. I know they're naming these, these names like this, and it's coming fast, and we're reading it in, in a, a story or a paragraph, but this is like hundreds of years of history. You're in verse what? Seven now. Go on seven. All right, read. And Solomon begat Reboam, and Reboam begat Abiah, and Abiah begat Asa. So Solomon's lineage, Reboam, uh, King Asa. Now jump to verse 11. And Josiah begat Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Read this again. And Josiah begat Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. This is important, y'all. This is history. Who was carried away into Babylon? It's talking about the Babylonian captivity that happened in 586 B.C. Talking about the southern kingdom going to captivity, y'all. But people read this, they don't have no idea. 
And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salatiel, and Salatiel begat Zerubbabel. So this is going even as far as to mention the uh, second building of the temple with the brother Zerubbabel. Ezra was there, Nehemiah was there, and a brother named Joshua was there, who were back then doing what Paul was doing in the New Testament, telling our people not to be idolaters and reintroducing them to the Most High. The Bible is a repetitive story, y'all. But once again, all of this is the lineage of Christ. These are Christ's people and what his people went through. This ain't the whole world. Read. And Zerubbabel begat Abiud, and Abiud begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadok, and Sadok begat Akim, and Akim begat Eliud, and Eliud begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Mathan, and Mathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ which means Savior. And why was he going to save his people? Because his people were wrapped up in idolatry, and because of that idolatry, his people, the Israelites, went into many captivities, including the one that he was born into, the Roman captivity. Read verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And now, from- listen to what he's saying. From from David to A, or to Abraham to to David, fourteen generations of who, Christ's lineage, Israelites, particularly the tribe of Judah or the southern kingdom. Read. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are fourteen generations. And you see how the Babylonian captivity is mentioned. Read. And from the carrying away into Babylon. Now, from the carrying of uh, from the carrying away into Babylon, so the Israelites, the kingdom, going to captivity under the Babylonians. Unto Christ are fourteen generations. And you know what they didn't mention here? What they didn't mention and what's covered in just this little small paragraph in verse seventeen is the Persian Mede captivity in which the Israelites went back to rebuild the second temple. And you know what else is not mentioned here? The Greek captivity. It just brings you all the way up to the time of Christ, which would give you what? The Roman captivity. This is about 559 years of history covered in just one paragraph, in one precept, y'all. I hope y'all understand this. Now let's go to St. John chapter 7. And start at verse 33. And I brought us through this so everybody could see and understand that us being scattered as Israelites and being in these many captivities was a known fact. Everybody knew this. All Israelites knew this. The whole world knew this. It wasn't something that was hidden. I'm going to prove it. St. John chapter 7, verse 33. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I see the people that was on, but they hug up. <laughs> A little bit too much for them, huh? Read this. St. John 7, 
and 33. Read. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Now the them he's speaking to is the Israelites. Read. Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. Right. In particular, the Pharisees, but they were Israelites. So, yeah, read. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. So Christ said, I'm going away. Where I'm going, y'all can't go. Now watch this. Read. Then said the Jews among themselves. The Jews, the Israelites, they said this among themselves. Read. Whither will he go that we shall not find him? Read. Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? So what did the Israelites know? That there were Israelites that was dispersed among the Gentiles. This is where they thought Christ was talking about he was going. Like I keep like I keep saying, the whole world knew this. This was a common known fact that the Israelites were scattered. Only now people like I, I don't I don't know. They ain't got nothing to do. It's talking about everybody. It's talking about the whole world. No, it's not. Read the scriptures in context, please. Let's go back to Acts chapter 15. And we were in verse what? I forget. Verse. You said what verse you finished? We had just finished 19, Acts 15, 19. Yeah. We were going to jump to verse 29. 29? Mm Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, we're not going to jump. We're going to keep reading. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, y'all, y'all might get cut off, uh, but we're going to keep going for a little bit. Read. Read 19 again? Yep. All right. And when her master saw, excuse me, sorry, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> for my sentence is that we trouble not them which from the among the Gentiles are turned to God. They, they are which. Which from among the Gentiles, just like the Israelites said to Christ in St. John chapter 7 and verse 33 through 35, among the Gentiles. Who were among the Gentiles? Israelites. Read. Which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, Mm -hmm. but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols. So Paul was like, look, man, y'all doing a little bit too much. Or the, the <laughs> elders was like, hey, y'all doing a little too too much, putting too much on these brothers who just coming to the knowledge. Let's just keep it simple, man. So let's just tell them to do what? That they abstain from pollutions of idols. First, we got to get them to stop the idolatry, man. Let's focus on that. Read. And from fornication. Because that's one and the same with the idolatry. Read. And from things strangled and, and from blood. And from things they were eating dead animals that was uh that died, strangled, and says and from blood. We was eating food with blood in it. Read. Now watch this. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. He said, man, don't worry about it. They'll get it sooner or later because Mm -hmm. (laughs) every Sabbath, Mm -hmm. Moses or the Torah is being read. Mm -hmm. So they'll get those things. Mm -hmm. But we ain't going to focus and worry about that right now. (laughs) Read on. 
Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. Now, what's interesting about the city Antioch, y'all, Antioch was one of the trade routes for spices, and it also uh, was indirectly a trade route uh, to the uh, the, si- the Silk Road. Okay. Yeah, the Silk Road. Mm-hmm. And what else was special about Antioch was it was the third largest city uh, in the Roman Empire, man, just uh, under the city, under Rome and under uh, Alexandria in Egypt, and then came Antioch. And this city, Antioch, was the Sir Lucius dynasty came up with this city. They made this city what it was and uh, employed people to go to the city. They had a huge population. Now, I haven't read it. I can't prove it that this is where uh, Antiochus got his name from or vice versa, but it wouldn't be far-fetched. But the city was very instrumental in a lot of things. As we go, on, well, we ain't going to read it in this uh, class, but you read how that the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So uh, Antioch is famous with the start of Christianity, as we know it, not the religion, but the, the true followers and believers of Christ who also adhere to the law and kept the law. Read it on. We're in verse uh, 23. Yeah. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch. Oh, my goodness. Read this again. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greeting. Unto the brethren, Unto the, who? the brethren, Unto the brothers, read, which are of the Gentiles, <laughs> which are what of the Gentiles, man, people reading over stuff, read in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. It didn't say that they were Gentiles, so they was of the Gentiles, I mean, they was amongst them, like it said previously. Read for as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words and subverting your soul, saying, ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. Man, we didn't tell them, brothers, that. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, mm-hmm. men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Put their life in jeopardy for the name of Yahushua, We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. Mm-hmm. For it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Now, he said, we ain't going to put that big burden on you about you getting circumcised and knowing the law, because he already stated that's going to come when they go to read the Sabbath reading every Sabbath. But this is what he wants them to focus on. These Israelites who grew up as Gentiles, 
and learned all this idolatrous behavior, he wants them to focus on this right here. Read. That ye abstain from meat offered to idols. Abstain from meat that are offered to idols because this is what we were doing. This is part of idolatry. We're going to get to it, not today because I'm ran out of time. But this is what they was doing in Maccabees. We're going to go there. Read on. And from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which if ye yourselves, ye shall do well. You shall do well if you abstain from these things, man. Um, let me see. I don't want to go there. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. So, y'all, uh, that concludes the broadcast. That uh, concludes uh, Todd's Pause Tuesdays. Uh, I hope y'all got some edification in the class, some understanding, some things you uh, previously may have not known. I hope you understand it now, and you can look at the New Testament through a better lens, man, uh, a lens of understanding that the old and the new are one and the same, and it's still talking about the same people, man. I hope y'all got that. If y'all didn't get nothing else, I hope y'all at least got that. Um, you got anything you want to say else, that? The water, Mashallah, for hooking up the broadcast. The water for all the listeners that tuned in this morning. Um, shalom to the to to uh, the twelve tribes that are scattered worldwide, man. And uh, Lord willing. Until next Tuesday, y'all, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to please tune in to Tazapah Tuesdays. Tazapah Tuesdays. Tazapah Tuesdays. Every Tuesday. All right, y'all. With that, we're going to say shalom. Shalom.